0: About three weeks ago, I was in an elder team meeting, and at the end of our elder team meetings, we always end in a time of prayer, and this was no different. We were spending some time praying together, and during this time of prayer, I'm I'm always careful to not just think about, you know, what's on my heart, but I, I try to be aware of what other people are are praying about and what's on their heart and I have found through the years that often in times of prayer like that things will come to my mind um, I feel like things will come to my heart thing, important things things that I need to pay attention to I feel like God sometimes teaches me a lot during times of prayer like that just by listening to the prayer of others and this was one of those times now if, if you've been around the summit for uh, any amount of time, you know I don't throw around language um, almost ever that sounds like God spoke to me. God spoke to me. I heard the voice of God and all that kind of stuff. Cause I think You gotta be really careful with that kind of stuff. God gets blamed for a lot of things he ain't got nothing to do with, because people are like, I heard from God, and I heard from God, and it wasn't, it was just a bad burrito from the night before. And, and so I, I, I understand all of that, okay? But hear me, during that time of prayer, I really do believe that the Spirit of God impressed upon me that we need to talk about what we're gonna talk about in the next few moments together. So we ended our series a little early last week to mark out some time to talk about hope. We're gonna talk about hope. I believe we need it. I believe we desperately need it. I'm not just speaking to you, I am speaking on behalf of myself. Whether you're a Christian or not, you need hope. If you've been following Jesus for a short time, a long time, maybe your whole life, I guarantee you there's some area of your life where you could use some hope. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, look, just looking around at your own life, I, I can tell you, you need hope. Whether or not you believe yet everything that we believe, that I believe, I still believe that every single one of us need hope to some degree. And so that's why I think it's so important, because we just have this sense of heaviness. You feel it in our culture? Discouragement. A lot of people are anxious, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. People are confused. They don't know what to think, don't know what to do next. And to be quite frank, we're just worn out. Do you, do you feel that? Do you sense that? We're just exhausted with what's going on in the world around us. I mean, first of all, there's this pandemic thing that we're coming up on a year now and we're we're still doing this and we're still, you know, social distancing and masking and and all of the things that are closed, open, closed, open, closed, open like what what is it and where and the schools and now parents or teachers and oh tutors and I, I wasn't trained for this. I don't know what to do. My kids are not doing well in school. Maybe you have a loved one who is sick. Maybe someone close to you has died. Hundreds of thousands of people have died. I mean, this is not stuff. we just, this is this is real stuff and it's still going on. Now we get a vaccine, but there's not enough of it, and people are trying to get it, and then blah blah blah. It's just, oh my gosh, it's so much. And then, on top of that. There's another word that starts with a P, politics and what's happened over the last several months with all of that on top of everything else and you mix all of that together because it's getting mixed together and you've got all the conspiracies that are going on out there. All the predictions, I tell you what's going to happen, I know what's going to happen, I tell you what's going to happen, and you don't really even know who you need to listen to. I mean, who do I listen to? Do I listen to them? Do I listen to them? Then you go to social media to clear it up, not, maybe it's on the internet, no, turn on the news, no, it's just, we're consumed, right? We're consumed. Got the pandemic, you got the politics, and since we're talking about letters that start with P, let's just go One more. You got whatever's going on in your life personally that's going on in the background behind all of that. It could be a financial thing, a health thing, a relationship thing, a job thing, a depression thing, an anxiety thing. I I don't know what your thing is that is playing in the background with all of this other stuff on the main stage. But the main stage of your world and your life, you are facing some big stuff. No wonder, no wonder we feel hopeless. No wonder. I have felt it. I think if you're honest, you've felt it. Even to the point where a lot of times I think we, we start teetering on despair. Some of you may have already lost hope. And you have just kind of thrown your hands up. Just, I, I don't know what to do. You've just lost hope, or maybe you're in the process of losing hope. I want to suggest something to you. I want to suggest that if you are in the place of your life where you feel like you have lost hope or you are losing hope, I want to suggest something to you that seems far-fetched, but I want you to hang with me. I want to suggest to you that perhaps you have lost hope or you're losing hope unnecessarily unnecessarily and that you find yourself unnecessarily hopeless which means it doesn't have to be that way now now let me just say we all get there I get there you get there I think we've all find ourselves and if you're like me you kind of go through cycles Right? You're doing pretty good, you're doing pretty good, and then something happens, and we're not doing so good, and I don't know what's going to happen, and this is bad, and this is worse than I thought, and now what? And, and then you're like, okay, 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 I'm doing a little bit better, doing a little bit better, and then something else happens on the world stage or in your own personal life, and then it just comes crashing down on you again. We all do this. It's kind of a cycle. But I'm saying we are unnecessarily hopeless, not because things aren't bad out there, because things are bad out there. I'm saying we're unnecessarily hopeless for, for two reasons. Number one, is that I think we often have the wrong object of hope. We've misplaced our hope. We've put our hope in the wrong kind of thing, and no wonder, if we put our hope in the wrong thing, and no wonder it's gonna fall apart. No wonder we're gonna be disappointed. I think we're often unnecessarily hopeless when we have misplaced our hope and put it in the wrong object. And then secondly, I think we just have misunderstood hope works i think we have misunderstood what hope is about and so i want us to spend some time getting clear on that together and i want to begin by making a big bold statement here this is something that i firmly believe and the more i follow jesus and the older i get and the more life I I get behind me the more convinced I am of what I'm getting ready to put on this screen, what I'm getting ready to declare to you. I believe this to the fiber of my being. I will say that as a church, this is what you believe. This may or may not be what you believe yet, but just know that I believe it, and I believe it enough to believe it for you at this point. And here's how we're going to start. That hope ultimately is a person. Hope ultimately is a person. When you boil it all the way down, and that person is not a person like me and you kind of person, that person is Jesus Christ Himself. Our hope ultimately is in a person. God in flesh and bone, Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God, Savior of the world. I know that's a big statement, but I'm just telling you, time and time and time again, you're going to find yourself hopeless, having put your hope in all kinds of other wrong objects, misunderstanding how you thought it would work, misunderstanding how you wanted it to work, realizing that at the end of the day hope ultimately is found in Christ. I know that sounds cliche, but it doesn't make it any less true. I know that sounds like one of those Jesus things that somebody like me, a pastor, would say, but it still doesn't change its reality. It is somewhat supernatural of a statement, and it is very spiritual, but it is extremely real. Hope you will find And maybe by a process of elimination, because you've tried this, you've tried this, you've tried that, you've tried that, you will find, I believe, that ultimately hope is a person. That's why we have to be very careful not to misplace our hope in a wrong object, such as government. Hope is not found in government, not in government power. Not in party, not in any kind of politics, not even in a president, past, present, or future. Whether you voted for President Biden or not, whether you are happy or you are upset, whether you're happy now or you're upset now, or whether you already are looking to twenty twenty was it four? Yeah, in twenty twenty plus four. You just need to know hope is not found in someone sitting in a white house. Hope is found in the one who sits on the throne. Ultimately, it is a person, not in government. Hope is also not found in some kind of Christian society that we can achieve for ourselves. This is very important. Because through the years as a pastor, I've, I've heard people, and for good reasons, and they mean very well. People say, you know, what we need to do is we need to, man, if this if this country could just, if everybody could just become a Christian. If everybody could just, I'm like, man, that would be really cool. That would be amazing if that would happen. That would be Awesome. I mean, what a dream. If everybody followed Jesus, wow, that would be something to think about and behold and to experience. But here's the deal. That ain't the case. And your hope cannot be placed in that happening. Because our hope is in Jesus, not in the fact that everybody's going to come to believe and follow Jesus. Do you know that the, the most effective church that ever lived, that ever existed, was the very first church the most passionate, the most hope-filled church was that very first church in the first century. They had something. They had a secret sauce or however you want to call it. There was something about them that we have yet to see again that we're constantly looking back. But if you look at what was going on in the first century, here's what you will find. That very first church had zero political power. They had no political power. Rome was in charge. Caesar ruled the church Christians didn't have somebody in high places. That was looking out for them there there was no. Christian or conservative Supreme Court there was none of that they had no. Political power not only that the first church didn't even have. (laughs) Didn't even have cultural pull and power they were persecuted. The Jews were persecuted, the Gentiles were persecuted. To be a part of the local church in the first century was to live with a bullseye on your back, and, and, and you were one wrong thing said, one wrong thing done, and they weren't going to censor you or unfollow you, they were going to martyr you. This is the difference. The first church also had no economic power. They were poor. They were poor. And yet, with no political power, no cultural pull, and no economic power, they were filled with passion, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and turned the world upside down, fully convinced that their hope was not in Caesar, was not in Rome, was not in the temple that got destroyed in AD 70. It was not in their religious system because that was taken away. Their hope ultimately was in the risen Savior Jesus Christ, and they believe that to the core of their being, and that was the church at its greatest. I still believe that's what made the church great again. Hope ultimately is a person, non-government, non-Christian society, not even in circumstances. Get this, not circumstances. A lot of times, this is huge, we put our hope in circumstances. We put our hope in that something's going to happen and then when it doesn't happen we find ourselves hopeless. Unfortunately you're unnecessarily hopeless because your hope wasn't supposed to be in a circumstance or a situation to begin with. Whether it's a relational thing, a money thing, if the money comes through and then the money doesn't come through and your hope falls. Your hope shouldn't have been in the money thing, my hope shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. Hope is also not found in feelings. This is huge. A lot of times we have hope when we feel hopeful, and then when our feelings change, we lose hope. You, that's a wrong object. You don't want to be putting your feelings and I mean your hope in feelings because feelings come and go. Feelings change. Hope ultimately is a person, and everything can come and go. That's why this is so huge. That's why you can make a statement like this and go, "Okay, ultimately my hope is in Christ. Ultimately my hope is in the risen Savior." And then we discover what that looks like. We'll talk about what that looks like in just a moment. Here's something else about hope. Hope requires patience. It does. It just does. There's an element to hope that is directly tied to waiting, and waiting is hard. That's why we sometimes have a hard time hope. that patience is hard. That's why we often have a hard time with hope. I learned something recently. Not because I know Spanish, because I don't. But someone um, told me that the Spanish word for hope is esperanza. No, I'm sorry, that sounded like a southern boy. Let me do this better. Esperanza. Is that better? I rolled my R. Is that? I hope. I hope if if anybody knows. I'm sorry. I'm. I, I should have done better. Actually, time out real quick. This is interesting. The reason I didn't learn Spanish. This is awful. In high school, my Spanish class, my Spanish teacher had narcolepsy. No kidding. And he would fall asleep during class. It was right after lunch. He would fall asleep. This is terrible. What am I doing? do? I'm going to have to confess this. This is terrible. And his name was Mr. Mr. Lucky. <laughs> No kidding, I'm not making this up. Mr. Lucky had narcolepsy, and so he eventually got help for it, but he would fall asleep during Spanish class. So, you know, what what does, you know, seniors and juniors and seniors in high school do, you know? We ain't wake him up. We just did other stuff. So, esperanza is the word for hope, okay? Interesting. The root word for esperanza is esper, and esper means to wait. To wait. There's something inerrant about just at the core of hope that has to do with waiting. If you read, if you read King David's writings, and and as we will before we're done here in the next little bit, time and time and time again, he talked about hope, and time and time and time again, he talked about waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on you. My hope is in you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Sometimes times it's hard to wait, isn't it? We're so quick to want to take matters into our own hands, and we jump to conclusions, and we rush to social media, or we rush to the Internet, or we rush. And a lot of times what we need to be doing is waiting instead of jumping to conclusions and freaking out and trying to say, yeah, I know what, and I know, no, no. Most of the time we don't. And here's what's beautiful about waiting. While we wait, God works. While we wait, God works, because he's always at work. And hope, okay, don't, don't put it in the wrong object. Ultimately, it's a person. And, and don't misunderstand how it works. It's, it requires patience. And hope is a choice. It's something you choose. This is huge. Because it means you don't have to wait for a circumstance to happen to you. You don't have to wait for a feeling to come to you. Some of you really do feel hopeless. And what you're waiting for and hoping for is that circumstances around you will change. Well, that's great. Wouldn't it be great if circumstances change? But do you know that you can choose to be hopeful whether or not circumstances around you change? You're waiting on a situation at work, you're waiting on a check, or you're waiting on a phone call, or you're waiting on an email, or you're waiting on a decision for somebody else to make that impacts you, or you're waiting on this feeling or that feeling, or you're waiting on a, um, a test result to come back from your doctor, you're waiting on, you just fill in the blank. Those are the wrong objects for our hope to begin with. Hope is something you choose. Regardless of circumstances, regardless of how you feel, you can choose to trust the one that our hope is in to begin with because hope is ultimately in a person. And One more caveat to understanding hope. Hope coexists with bad things. This is, this is very important to get. Hope coexists at the same time with bad circumstances and bad things. Somewhere along the line we got this idea that, well, when things work themselves out, then I'll feel hopeful again. No, no, no. Hope is something you can choose while things are going wrong, not after things start going right. Well, I feel hopeful again because things are starting to turn around. Well, obvious. Anybody would feel hopeful then when things are turning around. But do you know that you can be filled with hope while things are not going well? Because it's a choice. Again, we're going to see in the writings of King David in just a moment. But if you read the writings of King David, who talks so much about hope, you'll see him almost sometimes in the same sentence, but if at least in the same section where he talks about how everything's just a mess. People are trying to kill me, and it's just, this is awful, and I feel awful, and I can't sleep, I can't eat, my bed is a bed of tears. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Some of you are saying, yeah, I know what that's like. And then the next breath, but I will put my hope in God. But my hope is in you, Lord. But my hope is in you. Time and time again. So at the same time, in the same breath, in the same moment, you've got bad stuff going on and you've got the presence of hope. Yes, things are tough. Yes, we struggle. Yes, we may feel hopeless. But yes, at the same time, we can choose to put our hope in the one and only person that makes sense to put your hope in. If that's me. It's not you. It's not a government. It's not a circumstance. It's not culture. It is our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is always at work and is not done. Not in your life, not in my life, not in any of our lives. So I, I don't know what's got you feeling hopeless, but I got a question for you. What or who is your hope in? Really. What or who is your hope in? Really. Because you're you're very quick, and I don't know, and, and good people and everything, and you're in church, okay? So you're very quick to probably say, well, my hope's in God. No, I mean like really. Really. I know you know the right answer. I know we know the right answer, but what's the honest truth? and i tell you how you can figure it out. You know how to tell what your hope is in, really? It's what makes you lose hope. Whatever it is that makes you lose hope is probably the thing that your hope was in to begin with. So, yeah, my hope is in God, but then the election doesn't go your way, and you find yourself hopeless. What does that tell you? What was your hope truly in? Things go in the way you wanted it to go politically. It's the wrong object. No wonder you are unnecessarily hopeless. It doesn't have to be that way. You have this circumstance, this thing at job, this thing at work, or 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 this certain situation that you're hoping works out. You're hoping works out. You hope it comes through, and it doesn't. Now what? You've lost hope. Well, because. You were putting your hope in that thing going a certain way. No wonder, no wonder. You're hopeless, but you're hopeless unnecessarily because it wasn't supposed to be that way to begin with. Let me take it a, a step further. Because you still might be. Oh no, I do believe my hope is in God. Well, then let me ask you this: like this, is your hope in God, or is your hope just in something that God will do for you? Do you see the difference? Is my, hope in, is my hope in Jesus, or what Jesus will do for me? And then, if Jesus doesn't do this, or if God doesn't allow this, or God does something else, then I feel hopeless again. Because here's the deal. God doesn't always do what we think. Things don't always work out like we hope. But that does not mean God in any way has failed us, even though our maybe, our unrealistic expectations were not met of God. You know, as human beings, we have unrealistic expectations of God all the time. And so we get to this point where we have to wrestle with this, who or what is my hope in, really? I mean, sure, it's normal to be disappointed. I get disappointed, but things don't go the way I like. You get disappointed. We're human beings, that's normal, that's natural. But we need to understand that even though we may be disappointed circumstantially, we cannot always tell what God is doing behind the scenes. And so ultimately, we come back again. My hope is in God. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is in someone above and beyond all of this circumstantial stuff. You say, well, that may not change. It still doesn't change what's going on at work. It may not. Still doesn't change what's happening inside of my body with my health right now. It may not in this moment. It still doesn't change what's going on in our country. It doesn't change what's going on in cu- the culture in the world. It doesn't make the pandemic go away. It may not. But all of those things are peripherals. Who or what are your hope in? Really? Let's get really practical here. Let me help you with this. What does it mean to put your hope in God then? Maybe you're like, okay, I want to do this better. I want to do this better. It's not a formula, but here's some things that will help. First of all, it is something you decide. You have to decide. I am going to choose to put my hope. Not in government, not in a, some type of Christian society, not in a circumstance or a situation or a feeling or a money thing, a job thing, a relationship thing. No, no, no. Ultimately, I'm going to elevate my hope above all earthly temporal things, and I'm going to place my hope in the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a decision you make. This is how you hope in God. It starts with a perspective, a decision. And then secondly, you get to this point where you have to make a decision to live. So what do you mean, live? I'm talking, I've decided to put my hope in God. Now I'm going to trust him enough to put one foot in front of the other and get back to living. Because often what happens when you feel hopeless, you freeze when you feel hopeless, you don't want to get up and go to work. When you feel hopeless, you don't want to, you just kind of want to pack it up and just say, I'm done, I'm through, I just, I just don't want to do anymore. No, no, no. Putting your hope in God is like, you know what, my hope's in the wrong place. Lord, I'm going to help me hope in you, and I'm going to trust you enough to get up and get going. I'm going to, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and I'm going to do what needs to be done. I'm going to have the conversation. I'm going to engage as a dad, as a mom. I'm going to engage as husband and wife. I'm going to engage in relationships. I'm going to get focused on what I know I need to do today. Trusting, trusting you. Because my hope is in you. And so it's a decision and then you decide to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to trust enough to keep going, keep moving. And then... Thirdly, this is huge, you have to remember. In other words, you have to remind yourself to remember where your hope is. I I cannot stress this enough, you have to constantly tap yourself on the shoulder. When you feel the hopelessness, you know, kind of creeping up on you because of what you're seeing on the news or what you saw on social media or because of what this and, and that conspiracy or that over there and this and, and you're starting to feel oh no, oh no, oh no you have to say wait, 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 wait wait. your hope's not in that to begin with chill, chill out, chill out it's okay, it's okay it's okay it doesn't, doesn't matter who's sitting in the White House your hope's not in the government it doesn't matter who's in the Senate it doesn't matter who's in the House okay. your hope's not in that anyway it's not, not where your hope is Hey, listen, I, I, know, I know you wanted the job. I know you really wanted, but your hope's not in that job. Your hope's not in that job. I get it, I get it. Your, your hope, hey, hey, your hope's in God. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out the way you wanted and that's awful and that's disappointing and yeah, take some time to grieve that, but ultimately, hey, remember, psst, 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 hey, your hope's not in that, being a certain way and a certain thing. No, 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 it's, come on, elevate. Elevate your perspective. Who's your hope in? Who's your hope in? Ultimately, it's in a person. I, I want to do something. I want, I want you to take the next few minutes with me. And I want you to listen. For time and time and time again, King David, yeah, he was a king, and I'm not a king, and you're not a king. We don't know king stuff. But he was also a man, he was a person went through a lot of crazy stuff. Crazy stuff like you go through. Just the context was different. Still felt the same though. I want you to see time and time and time again what he says about hope. And these are, what, these are the things we decide. These are the things we must remember. Let's listen to the word of God when we hear these things. Lead me by your truth and teach me for you are the God who saves me all day long. Look at this choice, look at this choice. He decides all day long, I put my hope in you. So be strong and courageous. All you who put your hope, where? Where? In the Lord. We put our hope in the Lord. Wouldn't it be great to be able to declare that together? He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. So let your unfailing love surround us, Lord. For our hope is in you alone, nothing else. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope, my only hope? It seems like David's worked this out before. Maybe David has had this trial and error before. Tried that, tried this, tried that, and it's all fallen through. My only hope is in you. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Listen to him talking to himself, helping himself, reminding himself. Wait a second. I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. My Savior in my God. Let all that I am wait. Here's that waiting part. Remember I told you? Let all that I am. Sometimes it takes everything you got. Let all that I am wait quietly before God. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to jump to conclusions for my hope is in him anyway. Isn't that beautiful? You are the hope. Look at this. Of everyone on earth even those who sail on distant seas. So each generation, I love this, each generation, old and young, each generation should set its hope anew on God. That means over and over and over and over and over again. Not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. When doubts filled my mind, Not if, but when. You've been there? Maybe you're there right now. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Look at this. God takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. Now, back then, in ancient Israel, the strength of a horse and human might, that referred to military power and government political power. That's not what God gets all excited about. That's not what gets God's attention. That's not what he's all that concerned about. No, the Lord's delight, his focus is in those who fear him. And the word fear there doesn't mean afraid of, it means respect and honor. Those who put their hope in his unfailing not all that other stuff. And then Matthew joins hundreds of years later and declares that in his name, Jesus' name, will be the hope of all the world. And one more, one of my personal favorites. We have this hope. What hope? Hope in Jesus as an anchor, as an anchor for the soul, firm, firm, and secure, holding you close, holding you down, holding you together, keeping you all together. Let life go crazy, because it will. But our hope is an anchor when our hope is in Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Father, I have absolutely no idea what my friends are facing. I have absolutely no idea what they're carrying. But you do, and we do know what ourselves, we feel it. We we look in the mirror and we know. So God, I trust. I trust that you will help us understand that the only logical place because of everything we're facing, everything we've tried and all the trial and error that keeps falling apart, the only logical place for our hope is in you. And that's not just logical, it's not just common sense, it's spiritual, it's sacred, it's holy, And you invite us, you welcome us to put our hope in you. Not in earthly things, not in human things, which are all temporary things. May we place our hope in the eternal reality of who you are and what you have done for us. So we declare our hope in you, our risen, living Savior. And help us to decide And then live and then remember that our hope is in you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen.